motherfucker that goddamn danny has been getting free patreon shit because i still have him in the patreon thing on discord oh that motherfucker yeah he's just like he's just sitting there in his fucking tuxedo like some kind of uppity reggae bitch he's the guy with the band right is it he i think so i think so little reggae fucker he's just sitting there he's getting all the shit for free I totally forgot it. Well, this is your last one. This is your last taste. You're not getting any more shit from us. Start giving us my biatch. Did you clap? Jeez. Yeah, I did. You so I can, long. I can, I can I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the very last sample of nerd radio your national nerd net radio direct i am your host your founder of thread x3 productions nick here with me today is nate all right so this is the last one um so we wanted to kind of let you guys know what's going to be happening from now on so first off let's get started with what is nerd radio well nerd radio is basically like a radio station but for nerds so we're gonna have shows on here that is nerd related that has nerd topics so movies video games comic books and all that fun stuff but then we're also gonna have some music and with that basically the way it's gonna work is you'll have segments of content so probably about in spurts of 20 minutes each with the last one being 30 minutes and in between those you're gonna have some uh some good music playing throughout to give you that nice break to give you that feeling of an authentic radio show yep definitely and so it's just kind of give you a feel of of that you know radio station eventually the goal is to have this where we're going like eight hours a day and then um maybe on the midnight shift we repeat all the stuff during the day but either way this is supposed to be like a you know a job for us that's our end goal is to have this be our job you know be our job our job. job that was so weird and horrible but that's the kind of stuff that you can get on a regular basis with us if that's what you like you can go to patreon.com threadx 3 production help us make this dream a reality because it's one thing what we're doing right now pre-recorded kind of just off the cuff or whatever but it would be a whole nother thing to do it where we're doing as like a real radio station it's live you can call in to us we have we want your opinion so you call in now have giveaways and it's like hey call in ninth caller you know bs like that you know trivia where it's like we have two callers go up against each other and whoever gets the right trivia or the most right trivia questions wins the prize we want to set it up just like a radio station but now you don't have to worry about your radio station you know like going down on video games giggity totally didn't mean that yeah that one was good <laughs> but no that's one thing that i've always kind of noticed you know there might be certain djs out there that like video games but i've never really found my own personal dj who was just like into video games and they talked about video games on a on a regular basis sure there might be a dj out there who likes video games but it's another thing to have like a show dedicated around video games and pop culture like nerd pop culture kind of things on a radio station because they're trying to get out to the most broadest you know demographic that they can and so usually that means that 
you know, niche things like this get kind of ignored or whatever. So this is the last sample, quote unquote, this is the last sample. What does that mean for nerd radio moving forward? Well, nerd radio is still going to be around. It's just that we won't be doing the samples anymore. These samples are basically eight hours long. And obviously that takes a lot of production. A lot of our mid roll segments are things that we recorded at a previous date because it was something that we didn't need right off the bat. Whereas like our morning grind and our nightly nerdy news, we record on the spot the day before so that we can make sure to get the most up-to-date stuff, you know? And so this obviously makes a lot of production. So what are we going to do moving forward? Well, we're still going to be doing our shows and we're still going to be releasing it here on the Nerd Radio. Anything from ThreadX3 Productions will basically be released here on Nerd Radio. It's just that we won't do the eight-hour long, you know, uh, samples anymore. Now what they're basically going to be referred to as is kind of demos. You know, each one will have their own title. You know, they'll officially be called, you know, making Nate's 90s nostalgia or whatever. And then the subtitle will be like demo or, you know, I don't know, we'll figure out something. But basically you're still going to get like two to three shows a week. It's just that you won't get the full samples and they're not going to be scrunched together. They're going to be their own entity, basically. Anything you want to No, that you hit it straight on the head. I hit it right on the fucking head. It's almost like I came up with it or something. <laughs> So that's basically what nerd radio is going to be moving forward, you know, so you're still going to get the same content from us, you know, and then maybe around next year, we'll do another kind of sample push where we're trying to give you that real radio feel. So you'll still have the radio feel with our shows. It's just that now they'll only be like two hours long versus the whole eight hours long. And that's really the only thing that's going to change moving forward. And it, that's obviously just to help out with production because it, it takes a lot out of us to do these because there's a lot of like background stuff, you know, you have to, I mean, to have an hour basically of music, you know, seems pretty easy, but it's like, that's a lot of downloading. That's a lot of like rearranging and stuff. And so we can't do that on a regular basis for eight hours, but something like four hours a week, six hours a week, that's a little bit more manageable, you know, and we'll have special occasions. Maybe when, you know, like when the next, you know, Marvel movie comes out or the next really big movie, Star Wars comes out, we'll definitely do like special things for that. So, I mean, this is still going to be here. You're still going to get, you know, a regular like show from us and that you can expect from us. And then we'll mix in the, we'll mix in the, um, the specialty shows like your Zomcast. I'd like to bring back Zomcast, have that on a semi-regular basis, maybe once a month and once every other month. But that's another thing we need to talk about. Mark. Okay. Um, when did you want to do the ask me anything? live stream i'm off on wednesdays you're off on wednesdays uh -huh. okay let's do it this wednesday then because what time and i get off at 2 30 so we can basically i can get home around three um let me check with my ah, fuck me i wanted to make the announcement right now fuck 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 well, the latest my wife would get off is like six. Okay. Um, that should be 
fine. Well, I mean, if, if I if I get off at two thirty, and we start by like three, right? Then we can just make sure. We can just make sure that it's only like an hour long, mm-hmm. and so from three to four, my wife gets off at six. It should be fine. Okay. So I mean, we could even make it two hours long, and that, then I'd be done at five. I'd still have plenty of time. So. Let's do that Wednesday at we'll say three thirty just to be safe, just so even if I hit traffic I'll be fine. Is that good for you? Yeah, yeah, that should be fun. Okay. Which brings us to our last point, which is going to be our ask us anything, our AMA. This is basically going to be a live stream that we're going to do. And so if you're a listener, you've been listening to us from the beginning, you know, there's at least, you know, according to the numbers, there's like 35 of you. That's so fucking awesome. Like, I'm, I'm so glad that we, we got you guys to listen. So I'd like to hear from as many as you as possible. So if you could come join us for that, that's going to give us a really good idea. What should we keep? What should we start doing? What should we stop doing? What mid-rolls did you like? And you would like for us to return on a semi-regular basis, like Zomcast. Did you like Zomcast? Would you like that to return? Would you like Nick and Nick? Wow. <laughs> would you like Nick and Nitz, um, 90s Nostalgia to return? You know, Or do you have an idea for a show? Anything. That's why it's called an AMA. But we want as much feedback as possible so that moving forward, our demos, which once again is just basically a two-hour show with music, our demos, we can kind of, you know, start establishing a new way of doing our stuff, you know, and then that will basically be like a continuing, we're still going to ask for like Patreons and we're still going to ask for like supporters or whatever, you know, so it just won't be this big push like we did now. So yeah, that will be on this Wednesday. So hopefully you're not listening to this too late. This is going to be this Wednesday, which is, I guess I should have looked at the date beforehand instead of while I'm doing it and elongating my words so that the 26th, so the Wednesday, the 26th, and that's going to be 4.30 Central Time. So it'll be 4.30 Central Time. And so that'll be when our live stream is. Um, If you want, down in the Um, down in the description there's going to be a link to our discord there's going to be our twitter and so obviously when we start the live stream we're going to put it out on discord put it out on twitter and so you'll know when we officially start and then we want all the feedback so we can figure out you know what works about this you know what works what doesn't work how can we make this worth your time because after all, that's kind of what we're doing. We're trying to sell a product to you in a way, you know, without, you know, EAing it up or anything, but we're trying to sell something to you. So we want your guys's input. And the most important thing is going to be your input as far as music, as far as shows and everything, the vibe of everything. We're going to change certain things. Maybe there'll be certain things that don't change, like how me and Nate are just goofballs and, we just goof off all the time that stuff like that can't necessarily change, but we're still willing to listen to absolutely anything. So please Wednesday, the 26th at four 30 central time. So please join us there. 
So let's get started with the last ever sample. Well, not the last ever. I mean, we're going to, you know, I've already explained. <laughs> let's get the last one of 2019, the nerd sample. Hey everybody and welcome to the morning grind. I am your host, Nick, here with me today. You are muted, you dipshit. Is Nate. <laughs> it's Nick and Nate. Nick and Nate. Nick is a freaking awesome and Nate is a dumb. I'm a I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I like glue. <laughs> by the way it's very dangerous i walked in walmart the other day and they had like a section with elmer's glue and there was a giant like vat of it wait say that again there was a section like the craft section where the elmer's glue is oh and they had God. you said section and elmer's way too fast it was like sexual elms and yeah, i'm like no, what <laughs> i had a giant tub of elmer's and i'm like i wonder if there's a and i unscrewed it and it was just glue like oh, there wasn't God. there wasn't like any covering on it. And I was There's like, no that secret. seems like it's dangerous. Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. Mm. All right, so glue sniffers, go to Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. All you glue sniffers and paste eaters. Go get your fix. Get your fix on Route 66. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, we're wrapping up our last sample. How, how are you feeling? Right now, I'm feeling tired from work. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> so that's the majority of the emotions I'm feeling right now is just exhaustion. And even though I sit all day, it's still exhausting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I'm also in a call center, so I get that. The only difference is like my back was killing me today, so it's like oh, it's like my low back. So trying to get the right position, like even right now, like trying to get the right position, and then I got to make sure don't freaking move because if i move that's when it starts to hurt you know but if i find a good position it's like i just go like freeze giggity yeah in some capacity that's a giggity how the fuck is that a community i would like just it want to find the right position oh what's your favorite position that's cool <laughs> it's me it's not my favorite but i'll do it for you what's your favorite dish I'm not gonna cook it, but I'll order it from. I don't remember. I don't remember the line. Zanzibar, <laughs> and then I'm gonna love you completely. Then I fucking fuck you discreetly. Such a good song. Such a classic. So, Nick, what you been yes. up to? Nick, 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 what have I? been up to other than you know grueling away i feel like i'm way better on my job this week than i was even just at the beginning of the week like i don't know like i had a bad day i was just like this is so freaking dumb i hate this or whatever but like luckily yesterday they actually came to us and they're like you know well we heard there might not have been as much good vibes coming from our from our training or whatever which you know i sent in a mail an anonymous message basically saying that, Hey, not everybody learns the same way. You can't teach everybody the same way and expect everybody to, you know, keep up. And I basically brought up the fact I'm ADD and, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to squirrel. 
what um <laughs> just kidding sometimes it's hard to focus or whatever and it's like you know i i don't know if i mentioned this was the pre-show last week wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah okay so like last show like i kind of during our pre-show i kind of talked about you know there's a common misconception that you know add people can't focus or whatever and even even though that is part of it there's also a larger part which is like sometimes we focus too much you know, or we have a trouble on focusing on the right thing. So it's not necessarily that we can't focus. It's just that we focus on like one thing. So like, sometimes it's like these questions are brought up in such a way and they're just like, they're worded really weird. And it's like, I just don't understand what you're asking me. And then somebody else will say it, but they'll say it in a different way, obviously. And I'll be like, well, that makes sense. Why can't it say that? But I'm so fixated on it. And there's like one thing they do it's like, okay, they bring up this thing called doorways. And it's basically like it has a whole bunch of tools that you can use and go to all these different, you know, websites for Verizon. And you could figure out like anything you'd want to know about Verizon. And obviously you tell your customer that, right? Well, the first time we went to doorways, they basically just said, here's a scavenger hunt. Go find all these things. It's like I've never looked at this page before. So I don't even have the faintest inclination of like where something would be you know so like a normal person would look at that and they'd be like okay this is a challenge i have to try to find it myself and it's like maybe they're able to self-motivate you know and they're able to just do it and you know me it's like it might it's like oh i find this one oh i found that pretty fast and here's another one i'm like oh that was a little harder to find this one i have no idea where it is you know and like another like quirk of being like ADD is like sometimes you can focus too hard and that also means like emotionally so it's like I would have a really hard time finding something and then when I did and moved on to the next one my head is still back at my like emotional state is still back at how frustrated I was and it's so it's so much harder to like when you're up at a level 10 like of anger or sadness or something, it's harder to get back down because it's like your mind has decided to focus on that one thing that made it shitty for you. And so, you know, yeah, but we had this, you know, we had this discussion. They basically came in um, and they had a discussion, you know, what should we do differently? You know, what do you guys think we do differently? And I kind of decided because I didn't want it to make it super obvious. That was me who sent the ma- message in. So I didn't want to say anything, you know what I mean? Um, but luckily, like I felt, I felt actually really pretty good because there was actually a couple other people who had similar complaints than me. And one of like the main complaints was this like, you know, the inactiveness of the, of the learning. It's just basically like, here's a page, go read it. And then I'll talk to you again in 10 minutes, you know? So it seemed like a lot of people had a problem with that where it's like, well, we just want it to be more interactive or whatever. And so I was like, well, thank God it's not just me or whatever. And who knows? Like I was telling my wife, you know, who knows, like maybe it wasn't even just me who sent the message. Maybe somebody else also sent a message. Or maybe they had a couple of people talk to him and like I was the straw that broke the camel's back. But I find it extremely hard to believe that I sent in the message and then on the same day they decided to talk about how they're teaching us. It's like that's too big of a coincidence for me not to have at least something to do with it. Right. So, like, I actually felt really good about the situation because 
you know, if I could just stroke my own dick right now, it's like, you know, for one, it's like, it's going to make it easier for me because we started implementing certain things already. So that was really nice. You know, so today was way different than yesterday. I love that. But not only that, but it's like in the future, like how better is their turnover rate going to be when they start catering to different learning styles? You know what I mean? That's the problem with training is is exactly what you're saying. I had that issue too, but not it's a problem with schooling too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a conversation for another time. Definitely. <laughs> very. Yeah. Don't you play a game while we're trying to talk? I'm not, I'm doing, I'm researching. Re re you're yeah. researching. I'm you're researching. researching. I'm researching. Are you researching? What are you researching? I'm researching. I'm re. Uh, oh my god! Ow, that how hurt. many? How many? How many hours do we have till CTR? Um, do 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 do. It says ready to use. <gasps> what? I thought it was supposed to be Friday. I'm checking the web. Radio guys, you're getting your live yeah reaction well, sort of live because obviously this was recorded on thursday but still so crash team racing crash team racing yeah june 21st that's what it says initial release date june 21st what if you click on it does it give you a timer no i'm in the game right now i don't even want to record right now do you understand <laughs> this we have to hurry <laughs> <laughs> Like I was legitimate, like, okay, you know, I'm going to stay up till 10 because luckily I'm, I'm mountain time. So midnight, um, Eastern time is only 10 for me. So it's like, that's not that late. I'm just going to stay up and play like, okay, I can see it in your glasses. Stop it. You're just teasing me. <laughs> I'm going through the minis, off. going through the minis, going through the minis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can play the game. It's available right now. Dang it. Okay. Well, let's let's get this show going. Okay. Just <laughs> so what have you been doing? Um, so all right, had... cool. So everybody, that's <laughs> um, so I've had a Call of Duty resurgence recently. Oh, okay. So after all of the BS that happened with Days of Summer with Black Ops 4, mm. I have literally had no drive and no dedication to even want to play this game. Like I've, I said that before, and then I saw the stream. I was like, oh, I actually really like that LMG. Let me get to it. And the content was good, but this is just, this is just on another level. So I follow a lot of YouTube commentators, and like some people were making some videos of like Infinite Warfare in 2019. And so I pop, I was like, you know what? That does look kind of fun. So I popped it back on, popped it back in okay. and infinite warfare, infinite warfare by infinity ward. Okay. So that's the one with the jet packs in the spaceships, the spaceships. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just getting it clear because like whoever was in the marketing department is a freaking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. But lo and behold, this is my call of duty game right now. Hmm, I'm loving this game like wholeheartedly. And so here's the funny thing, a little history about me. When mm -hmm. it comes to a new call of duty release, I always try to get to level 10 in the multiplayer. And okay. for me, that kind of gives me a good amount of, do I want to play this game more or am I done with this? Right. So I don't know if something got reset or if this was just exactly how it is. Hold on. My cat's about to jump down from my computer. There you go. Fat ass. Um, <laughs> um so when i logged in to play multiplayer i was rank one 
Ooh, which I can totally believe that I played one round of this and was like, nope, I don't want to play this. <laughs> which is, but yeah, at the time I was in the mob of people that was like, I want boots on the ground back. So when I played this for the first time, now granted, I know they have changed it since mm -hmm. 2016, but um, I jumped back in and I was like, oh, this is fun. Like this mm -hmm. feels good. And like, like the biggest thing I remember not liking was the, they, they, in this game, that's when they started to change the time to kill. At least, at least for them. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it was a maybe like by fifty more points. I do not remember that. Hmm. Yeah, they they tweaked it a little bit. It's not as bad as Black Ops Four. Right. Um, so having played Black Ops Four so much, this felt better. But also, it just feels really, really good. And here's another thing: this game came out in 2016. It mm -hmm. looks so much better visually than Black Ops Four. Really? Like this game looks stunning. Like there's scanning. There's good. Just Scanning. It's breathtaking. Oh um, my God, you're breathtaking. <laughs> you're breathtaking. No, there's there's good. They're, like they use good motion blur in here. The graphics look really good. And this game came out three years ago. Right. Um. But the biggest thing is it just feels fun. Like it feels tight knit. Um. And also the thing about Infinite Warfare is the microtransaction system wasn't terrible. Like. It's like the whole loot box stuff still existed in this game, but their system in general was not bad. And I also say that because when I logged on, keep in mind, I haven't touched this game since I played multiplayer for the first time, apparently. When I logged back on, I had five common loot boxes already and 15, 15 rare loot boxes. Yeah, that's how they get you. They're just giving you a taste. Well, no, what in your vein? Right. Well, they get. Well, I do have the season pass for this game because all these Call of Duties I buy the hardened edition, which co always comes with season pass. Um, so I think it may have been hard for Call of Duty. <laughs> I think it may be um like because I have a season pass like there. But anyway, after not playing this game for three years, I had that. But also, I looked and without having played this game except for maybe twice, I had all the DLC weapons that they released already. Oh, nice. They yeah. weren't in a loot box. They weren't microtransaction that I had to buy. I, I got right. them without having to play. What a weird concept. But also, on top of that, um, they have a thing for daily sign-ins, like how Black Ops gives you your daily tier skip. Mm -hmm. If you sign, like if you log in every day, they'll give you a couple keys, which you use for loot boxes and stuff like yeah. that. It'll give you a couple keys. Uh, it's every day. Or, or, or if you have a season pass, they'll give you keys or a loot box. So... Mm -hmm interesting um but no the game just feels super fun it, it's one of those that playing this makes me more excited for modern warfare's multiplayer uh no listen no listen shut listen, up. listen listen because ghost ghost by infinity war was an okay game multiplayer Where? was <laughs> multiplayer was fun but the biggest problem it had was the map design and just the colors, honestly. Like, that's the biggest problem I had was the maps were too big and everything was too, like, gray looking. So it was hard to discern between enemies. Black, uh, but I mean, it still felt good. Infinite Warfare comes out. Of course, people hate it because of the future, but looking back on it now, oh, this is an actual refined Infinity War game. Right. Like, it, it, it's, it feels clean. It feels good to play. There's nothing really buggy or anything weird about it. Um, and it's one of those, okay, this is their second attempt at, an, at a newer generation Call of Duty. I wonder what their third's going to be. I don't know, man. I mean, after what's happened with Black Ops, it is so hard to even fathom 
what are they going to do instead of having a season pass? It's so hard to even fathom, you know, and it's also just like they just keep they keep doing the same stuff over and over again. You know, they keep making the same mistakes or whatever. And it's like it's still Activision, you know, and there's definitely an argument of Treyarch versus and and oh, God damn it. See, this is why it's hard. Infinity Ward, right? Did I do it right? Do, do I get a gold star, sir? You get gold star, sir. Okay, okay, okay. So, in, God damn it. Infin, so, Infinity Ward. I, I, I W. So, I W versus Treyarch. You know, it's like, I don't know. For the longest time, I've always preferred Treyarch games. And it's like, not now, but it's, I don't know. I just, I wish it was more clear cut than that. You know, because it's like when Anthem had that nice article about it, totally nice, just, you know, <laughs> made it look so pretty. Um, but it was like clear that EA had a lot to do with it, but then also Bioware had some stuff to do with it. I just wish there was some kind of expose to explain to me, you know, who do I need to hate more, you know? But then again, it's like, it is Activision. We, you want a really good example? You want a really good example? Destiny. Give it to me anyway. Destiny. Yeah, Destiny 2. The up have you have you kind of read up on the new update they're doing? No, I have not. <sighs> like genuinely, genuinely. When I tried out the beta for Destiny 2, I'm like, this is really cool. I don't know if I'm gonna pick it up right now, but I think I'll put it in my Christmas list. Because it came out in September. There was a couple other things right around that same time that it first got released. So I was like, I would rather have this. I would rather spend my money on this. So this is like genuinely something that I would like in my Christmas bucket or whatever. So um, that was kind of the plan. But then day one or day two of it releasing, people start coming about the shaders, you know, and the shaders are now consumable. Whereas in the last one, we're like, well, well, that's kind of weird why they do that. Oh, because it's in their loot boxes. It's like, are you kidding me? And it was kind of just like one thing after another, after another. And it was just like, I can't enjoy this game. So getting back to my original point, my original point is, Bungie is free of Activision. And what's the one or what's the first thing they do? Make it free to play. Yeah. What's, what's the next thing they do? Completely fix their engrams. Fixed it. 100%. This is a game that I will officially now play. Because this was it was it was a moral gray area where it's like I don't want to be one of those fuckboys who just buy the next Destiny because like a good fuckboy Nick is here, you know, like it it was too much for me, just too much, just too much. So did I want to do that? No, I didn't want to do that, which really sucked because, like I said, I liked the beta and I felt like as far as mechanically and how the missions were set up. I thought it actually did better than the original. Yeah, I love the mission structure from the first like two hours I played. Right. So it's like it came down to the fact that it's just how they set up their monetization and how they set up their engrams and their loot boxes. But now they've completely fixed it. So now like your engrams, you used to get armor. And so the armor would have perks on it. But because they didn't want to make it a pay-to-win system, they had to they had to make the armor 
crappy armor essentially so you can have this awesome armor but it doesn't have the best perks in the game so now what they're going to do is now what they'll be called is basically ornaments which basically means that you can have this badass looking helmet but with the stats of your best helmet because now you'll have an ornament that overrides the look of your helmet the look of your arms the look of your you know chest piece and everything so now it's just going to look like that and it'll have the perks of whatever you have, which also makes it so that it isn't pay to win. And it's just cosmetic. See, I really like that because uh, mm -hmm. Assassin's Creed has a similar system. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey has a similar system, not per se with the whole loot box thing, but um, they have the exact same thing. So if there's a specific style of like armor, like a look you have, like for example, the mercenary one that is on right. the cover of the game, that's the one I'm rocking. Rock, but rock, rock. I'm always getting better like gear and yeah. so what i can do is i can keep the look of that armor that i'm using but put it over the stats of the better piece of armor see and the funny thing is that a lot of mmos have kind of just always done that a really yeah. good example dc universe online you can go into your minions and you can lock you can lock you can equip something and then like lock it so that it's like my helmet will always look like this my cape will always look like that yada 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 yidi beedy beedy so it's like you know, you are an MMO, no matter what your shared world experience. No, you're a freaking MMO. And so to not learn from other MMOs is just ridiculous or whatever. And so that's number one. Another one is their dust system or whatever. Basically, before you'd have dust, and if you had a duplicate, I can't believe we're talking about this again, right? Um, but if you had a duplicate, you'd get like, or it's not if you had a duplicate, I guess. It's if you didn't want that item you could break it down into bright dust or whatever the hell it was called. And so then you can use that to buy the thing that you actually do want, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now there's absolutely no way to purchase bright dust because before you could purchase something from a loot box, grind it down into dust. And so then you could just save up a bunch of dust. Whereas now it is 100% gameplay. You'll get it from dailies. You'll get it from weeklies. You'll get it as rewards. And then you can buy the crap that you want with that dust, not with any kind of out of game currency. It really makes me wonder what would happen if Treyarch and uh, Infinity Ward got exactly. out of Activision. Exactly. And that's why I want to know because that's Activision. Destiny is Activision. If. Oh, it was these, <laughs> right if if they didn't have to worry about activision being a money hungry you know let's fire 800 people because we did so good last year you know we did so good but we didn't do good enough so goodbye 800 people i can't remember if they were the 800 or if they were the 500 do you remember uh, I know like the, ea did it right around the same time um activision i think was the 800 and that was like the marketing departments for right. um for certain games right so yeah our games aren't doing as good as we want them to so let's get rid of the people who are advertising makes perfect sense anyways but these are still evil ass people no matter how much treyarch themselves have to do with the loot box and everything they're still your evil stepmother leering over your shoulder telling you i like that but what about this yeah right? yeah it's one of those things and i've talked about it before i have i you don't 
I do. I have more faith in Infinity Ward than I do Treyarch or that, but also with the game this year, like they, they, I, we, we guys check in later for the nightly nerdy news. We're gonna have a big discussion on this, but, um, they have to know the backlash. They have to know, like they legitimately have to know the backlash of what has happened with the monetization system in black ops four, that yeah. if they do it one more time, then people are gone. They are because the same thing happened with infinite warfare. When it came out, everyone was wanting a boots on the ground. So when that first trailer dropped, it's still the most inf infamously disliked video. The most infinite, infinite, infamously. No, um, it's and so like that's why I didn't play it a whole lot. That's why I didn't play right. the multiplayer because I was tired of that and I didn't like the way it felt. Now it's obviously much better, but they saw they saw that they were like, okay. And what was the next immediate game as boots on the ground as you can be with a World War II game? You know, mm -hmm. so now granted, these games are in development for a long time, but we also know their reaction. The I mean, for a three year cycle, so they're in there for a minute, but we also know that they're reactionary because what happened during development of Black Ops 4 Battle Royale is a big thing. Battle Royale, we'll put a battle royale, in, right? In, but how in, many months did they actually spend on that? Because it wasn't revealed until a couple months before the game came out that they were going to take a, or that they weren't going to have a single player. I don't know, so, man. It, I feel like a while because Black Blackout is the only thing in Black Ops 4 that feels like it feels like that's supposed to be a blackout game because right. they support that way more than they do the multiplayer, way more than they do the zombies. So I feel like they, they really worked hard on that for sure. But like I'm saying, I have really high, I've got high, high hopes for a living uh, that they're not going to do the same thing. Cause if they do the exact same monetization system or something even similar to it, then that's it. Call of duty fans are done. They're gone. I don't know, man. It's just so hard because it's like, I, I was on your side for black ops because it's like, the game came out and there was no monetization and everybody even skill up in the layman gamins they were like hey this is game is really good and you should play it or whatever and then like a month later they started doing stuff and a month later started doing more stuff and then more stuff and more stuff and it's like i would love to just enjoy um modern warfare as its own standalone thing but you know, I can't remember what show I did. We have too many shows, <laughs> but it's like what really makes it, you know, maybe it's my old age or whatever, but really makes it hard to play black ops. For instance, is that even if I'm not buying anything, I'm still giving it air to breathe, you know? And mm. I equated it, I equated it to YouTubes and how you might have, you know, like if I go to a, if I go to a sponsor and I want I want that sponsor to sponsor us, what am I going to tell them? Am I going to tell them our actual video to video viewage, or am I going to tell them the subscribers, how many people subscribe to it? Obviously I'm going to tell them the subscribers because nine times out of 10, your subscribers are double, triple what you actually get in views so then that's how i equate it back to even just playing black ops because if i even just play it i'm basically saying here's the number of people who play it on a regular basis then they extrapolate some kind of percentage out of that and it's like oh this is how many of that percent will spend on a microtransaction and that's what justifies it 
So even if you are not going to spend a dime, a single dime on Call of Duty microtransactions, just by technically playing the game, you could be sending the wrong message out there. Or at least, and I'll say this for any game that you want to quote unquote protest, or if you buy it on day one, you buy something on day one, week one, that's what people are looking at. They're looking at that stuff. And especially something like this, let's be honest, it's going to be on sale for Black Friday. So why buy it day one? You can get a better deal and you just have to wait. And at least if you have to wait, you can at least know if it's good reviewed. Good reviewed. Well, well reviewed. Well reviewed, you idiot. You can see if it's well reviewed. You can see all of that, which once again brings me back to the point that that's how Black Ops was. But then it got just. So, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, uh, uh, I would love to. Honestly, the one selling point for me right now is crossplay. If a good portion of our Discord's like, hell yeah, let's do this, uh, I'll kind of swallow my pride. We're going to game share anyway, so they're not going to get $120 out of us. They're only going to get, you know, 60 So I don't know. But if a good portion of them want to, and I can play with, you know, that dipshit from England. Or that one guy from Minnesota. Minnesota. Goddamn Danny guy. Hitching his free rides and everything. Screw that guy. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation that that I think is going to be ever-evolving. And I have to just have to see where it goes. But yeah, if if you guys are if you guys are feel the same way we do about uh, Black Ops 4, don't play it. If you still have Infinite Warfare, pop it in. It's fun. It's really, really fun. And it feels really good. It's it. That's the that's the thing about it. Is it's actually rewarding. Black Ops Four. When you play it, it isn't rewarding. Even more so right now. Just a little tidbit right here. A tidbit, tidbit. To get more detailed, if you have any of the variants in Black Ops Four, the Mark II variants, there is actually a bug right now in the game that you cannot level up or get attachments or like you'll raise the rank for any of these Mark II variants. There's a bug for all of them. Oh, so they said they're going to patch out the next and the next update, but who knows when that update's going to yeah. be? So anyway, Infinite Warfare rewards you for when you play. There's always challenges every day. Like there's you have mission, you have teams that you pick. So you, you know, like in Titanfall two, you can rep the six four, or you can rep the you know a like you pick who who you're fighting for. Like in the section, I don't think I played that enough. Yeah. So you basically, you could pick a team and when you can have like different things, like the one you start out with is JTF Wolverines every day. There's new, there's three challenges that you can do to get um, credits or to get other things like skins and things like that. Like in destiny where I could pick to be like one of those factions. And then the more I do like dailies, it'll go towards my faction experience. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. cool, cool, Yeah. So there's, so playing the game is actually genuinely rewarding. So I would give it a shot. Give it a shot. I mean, by now it's like what, like fifteen dollars at your local it's game shop. It's got to be so cheap, right? Or now. even just twenty dollars at Walmart or something like that. So yeah, check it out, guys. All right, so uh, coming up next, we're gonna end it today with the nightly nerdy news in who doggy, who doggy. It's gonna be a good one. So we'll get right into the rest of nerd radio. Mm-hmm. 
Hello and welcome to the Nightly Nerdy News, part of your nerd radio. I am your host, Nick, and here with me is my co-host, uh, Nate. Welcome everybody. We have a jam-packed news show for you here today. So, let's get started. First off, we have a nice trailer reaction. This is for the new Netflix show, Point Blank. And one thing you're probably going to learn here about Threat X3 Productions is that we're actually probably way higher on, like, Netflix shows than than most people or whatever. So, like, you know, we, we actually like looking at things like this. All right. So, tell me, what's your overall thoughts for this new Netflix movie, Point Blank? Um, so, I'd heard about it. I remember checking Facebook today. It was like new Netflix movie with Frank Grillo and Anthony Mackie. I was like, Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And actually watching it. I was like, Oh, this looks good. Like yeah. this looks really, really good. Like everything hits. Um, and at first I thought it was going to be more of a serious tone. And then they kind of play it out in more in the trailer. Like, okay, this is not going to be as serious. it's going to be serious, but there's yeah. definitely be comedic elements, but everything about it hits. Um, yes. It looks really good. Like the action looks really good. And it's, it's one of those I already love Anthony Mackie, you know, apart yeah. from being Clarence, <laughs> um, you know, of course he's the Falcon, but Frank Grillo, he was uh, crossbones in the MCU as well as he, he's been a lot of stuff, but the other thing people would know him from would be the purge too. Yeah. And right. Yeah. I think is, is what uh, the second purge was. Um, but it's very much like a Frank Grillo's character has a very Frank, <coughs> oh, excuse me has a very Frank Castle Punisher Ooh, vibe yeah. to him. Good point. Yeah. And Anthony Mackie's character seems to be kind of like the competent um, yeah. fighter as well, but more like, I'm not used to this, you know? So yeah. it looks like a good dichotomy. And I love that line in the trailer when he's like, this feels like Grand Theft Auto. He was like, well, I'm a grown ass man. I don't play games. <laughs> like right. that's a great little back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the look of it. I like the um I like the story. You know, it does kind of seem like maybe it's a little bit too cliche or whatever. It's like, oh no, his wife was taken or whatever. But I feel like what usually happens is like, you know, the journey or the bullet points might be the same, but how they're able to take us on that journey is usually what makes each thing interesting. You know, because there's so many times you could just break down. It's like, okay, this, this, this is the same as this, this, this. You know what I mean? So it's like it is very kind of cliche, I guess, in a way to have them on a on a journey to get his wife back or whatever. But I do kind of like, like you were talking about, the back and forth between them. It's a very kind of like, um, it's very much kind of like a, you know, Riggs and Murtaugh kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like, uh, Riggs. Riggs getting too old for this shit Riggs. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like another line that I really enjoyed is the last part in this trailer mm-hmm. where they pull up. Like there's a, it looks like there's an awesome like fight fight scene in a car wash, a moving car wash. It looks like it's mm-hmm. choreographed really well. And then they get out and there's this old lady and she thinks they're the car wash guys. And he's like, Frick girl is like, 
we're, we're going to need your car. She's like, I have pepper spray. You know, he's like, well, yeah, well, I have a gun in my pants. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, what kind of car wash is this? <laughs> so it looks, it looks really good. And it's one of those, like we're, we're very, very clearly seeing an evolution of Netflix content, whether it's uh, TV shows or movies where the, the one after the other, after the other seems to get better and better with quality for the right. most part. You still got some that are, you know, kind of, eh. but um, with their movies in particular, like bird box was really good it was really enjoyable mm -hmm. um and it seemed like i think when it really probably started before that my personal opinion when i really started noticing the change in their quality was what happened to monday because oh, that's yeah. one of those that that could have been a movie by itself not like let alone a netflix movie right exactly. you know what i'm saying so it's this looks this looks like another one and um they're getting a lot more press too I'm going to yeah. bring up after we get done with this, I'm going to throw a surprise in there for you. I want to bring up the MTV. I'm going to let you finish, but <laughs> I'm a, I want to bring up the NTV movie awards that happened mm. earlier this week. Cause I think they're important. But one thing I noticed was a lot of nominations and awards went to Netflix shows and movies. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's not the Oscars of course, but I mean, it's still something. Yeah. So first off, did you watch uh, triple frontier? No, that one I haven't watched yet get it on your queue watch it uh over the weekend or something watch that really good it's really good ben affleck other people <laughs> what's hard um, oscar isaacs oscar um, isaac there you go charlie charlie hoonan mm -hmm. um and then who's the other guy that's a good question let's it, fact check it, that live it is, it, it is a you know star it's a it's a star-studded cast as far as like having the guys but it's it's a really interesting thing because it's like it's a heist movie but with like spec ops kind of guys so it adds this new layer sort of and i just i really liked it and like you could tell from like the very beginning scene it's like oh no they actually hired a helicopter instead of doing that cop out thing where they just have like a cg helicopter or whatever and it's like just opening the scene or opening the movie like that, you could tell, okay, they're going for a realistic feeling, you know, and they yeah. didn't just like cop out and be like, okay, we're just going to have him, you know, come into frame. And then there's a CGI helicopter in the background that flies off or something like that. No, they actually hired somebody to fly it and like went down. And so the whole movie was kind of, it had that realistic feel to it or whatever. And I really appreciated that. And it was a heist movie, but it also like, like it's just definitely just such a good freaking movie, you know? And so like, I have to, uh, I have to agree with you when it comes to, you know, what about Sunday? What about what Monday? Monday? What happened to Monday? I have to agree with that one. Um, but there's also been enough stinkers in between or whatever. Whereas like, I don't know, like right before, um, triple frontier came out there was a couple other ones i just can't think of a, but like triple frontier like for me that was a huge get ben yeah. affleck he's a big name for sure not that he isn't he's a big name for sure but i also kind of feel like he you know he has that batman on his shoulder you know what i mean Whereas you have like Oscar Isaac or whatever. Oscar Isaac is a big name to get on a Netflix movie. And I feel like getting big, big names like that was really good. Um, another question. Have you seen I Am Mother yet? I Am Mother. I think we started it. I think we started it. Okay. Finish it. 
because it has a great ending. But don't listen to Sunday spoilers because we talk about it. Um, also, real quick, trip of the last two guys that we're thinking about are Garrett uh, Headland, Hudland, mm-hmm. uh, he- Headland, which he played Sam Flynn in Tron Legacy. Yep. And um, Pedro Pascal, who is becoming Pedro one of Pascal. one of my more favorite actors, and he's going to be in the Mandalorian. Can't wait no. for it. And Can't see, that's another. It. I feel like Pedro Pascal is another guy who's actually really big now. Yeah, not yeah, definitely, big, definitely. not big a couple of years ago, not big, and they happen to have a Batman last year or something. No, he's pretty big now. So yeah, it's a star-studded cast in my opinion, and so to have that big of a get in what was a really good movie, you know what I mean? It's like it's like when Will Smith was in Bright. I personally like Bright. I freaking loved it, but at the same time, it's like it didn't do that well, like critically. Whereas I feel like this one did well enough critically, they could start like putting some stuff. And it's just like what Netflix has been doing is they've been actually going to like Sundance film festivals and stuff like that. And they've been like eating these up and just basically like, here, let's take some really good movies and give them the funding they need to widely distribute you know, their movie and it's like movies they actually like believe in. And you know, that's really cool. And so here we have a movie that for the most part is kind of action cliche or whatever. And maybe it could have gone on the big screen or something. I don't know, like Anthony Mackie and, um, Jorolo, Jorolo, I don't know what's anyways. Um, they, they are recognizable but it wouldn't be the same as having Chris Evans in a movie. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's sad because especially Gorilla, like since I've, since he's come onto the scene, I really feel like he's been underutilized, you know? Cause it's like when he first did the purge too, like I was really happy that he had his own movie basically, but it's like, it just, he didn't take off. Like I wanted to wanted him to, because it's like, he could have been the next, like, male action star but instead he's kind of been you know the side character he's been like so it's like i don't know maybe maybe this could end up starting something if this started like the next equivalent to lethal weapon or whatever i i think that'd be pretty cool like because so far just what we've seen from that little trailer or whatever and the chemistry that these two guys have is really good yeah well lethal weapon the tv show was canceled so you never know and i mean i don't know like turning lethal weapon into a tv series like i don't know man it was just like i think i watched a couple episodes and i was just like i don't know they changed certain things and they changed it just enough for me to go but why (laughs) <laughs> so it was just enough of a change to make me just like i don't know i don't know i don't know yeah so. real quick though i'll get into it the mtv movie awards this yep, year were phenomenal oh yeah they were really good but the reason why i want to talk about them is it was one of the best i've seen in years but it's also super it's also very important for for your self-esteem honestly zachary levi was the host he did a phenomenal dude like this dude he's just grade a the thing that was great was he was funny the entire time and and he even did like when he started off the introductions he was talking about some of the big people that were there the rock won the generation award and he was like you know we got the rock here and then he made a joke about that and he was like we also got ray j here and he was like you know you've known him on this you might also know him for his uh amateur photography 
you know, the whole Kim Kardashian Ray J thing. Oh yeah. yeah, that's how he started. And we're like, okay, this is going to be good. And then they did uh, the thing where they did like recuts of like famous stuff, like scenes that happened And but what I, what I mean is he went on a dialogue. He was talking about, he went on with a monologue at the very beginning. He was talking about how there's a lot of famous people here. He was like, the thing that's nice about these though, is they let the weird kids in. You want proof? And he put up a picture of him when he was 14 and went into mm. a monologue about how he was just this this kid and so he basically in layman's terms was saying if you're the same like the same that i was and you're watching this and they're like you know oh i want to be with them someday the rich of the rich you know or i wish i was them he's like stop doing that right now focus on who you are and you will be so much happier and they made that a theme throughout the show wow like it was it was it was like so focused on on mental health like not not in a bad way by any means it was just right. like reiterating like not hey agenda pushing way not an agenda pushing way it was right. it, it was good it was really really good now yes were there some things that i thought should have got a better like the only okay honestly the only award that i was mad about but not mad about was um the best uh fight scene and I don't remember all that were nominated, but the two Marvel ones were the Thanos and Captain America fight and the Brie Larson fight or the C Captain Marvel fight. Even when she's in the ship, which the one that, uh, me Captain Marvel one, Captain Marvel one. Are you freaking kidding me? No. Did she hold Mjolnir? No. no. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's why I was like, uh, okay, whatever. Like yeah, here's this brand new character. Nobody understands. Nobody knows what her power level is versus here's a character we've grown in love for the past 10 years who also got to wield Mjolnir of, yeah. of, it, of its own. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things like I'm not I'm I'll give it to him, you know, like I'm not mad. Like it's it was definitely a representation thing, a badass female, you know, right, doing definitely. a good job, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but she also like I also know the Teen Choice Awards, they're not like, you know, they're not like a lot of judges are voting on these. It's mostly by the people. So Right. But it was one of those like, oh, okay, but it did win best movie. It won best movie. In game did? Yeah, in game did. Hell yeah. Hell in game yeah. won okay, best cool, movie. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, no, it was it was a really important uh, really good show. So I wanted to throw that out there in case anybody, cause I wasn't going to watch it. It just happened to be on what we were watching. So yeah. So we, so it was, I was very happy with what I saw. Definitely. Yeah. How much more time for, uh, we're at 14 minutes right now. Okay. We cool. started six seconds in. All right. So, I mean, as long as we're talking about the Avengers, let's go ahead and talk about, you know, something that came out this week that the Avengers are going to be going back to the movie theater and now with additional scenes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, they kind of made it seem like the only additional scene is the end credit scene. Like, yes. Did so, I read that wrong or no, like? No. So, but they they did go into detail about it. What they're adding at the very end, there is a deleted scene, a post credit scene, as well as a tribute to Stan Lee. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, like when they first talked about it, I thought it was like additional scenes. Like, oh, okay. Like this is the extended. You know, like when you know, um, Lord of the Rings had their extended cut. Yeah, that's kind of like what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, are you serious? Like an extended cut, but out in the movie theater? That sounds awesome. But then when they started talking about it more and it was just the post credit scene, it's like, I love Endgame. 
I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And if I'm being honest, we that's probably one of the very few movies that I've actually genuinely wanted to see a second time. However, going to see it just for a post-credit scene, I don't know if I want to do that, especially since it's being essentially re-released. Yeah, so this this one was definitely like we have one last push to make sure that this movie is the top earning movie of all time to, because it's close to beating avatar, but it's not there yet. Yeah. Right. So it's definitely one of those, Hey, let's do this. So we, so we can do this, but let's also give them something to a reason to go see it again. Yeah. And see for me, an extended cut totally would have been the reason I yeah. definitely, if they told me that there was 10 extra minutes, you know, because even in um, Lord of the Rings, even in Lord of the Rings, I want to say, all together, there was only like 10 extra minutes, except for the Return of the King. That one ended up being no, like that's a negative that's a negative ghost rider. No, it's not. It was at least it was at least 30 minutes. It was at least 20 to 30 well, minutes. Return of the King was definitely 30 minutes, but the other ones were only like maybe 10, 15. But my point I'm trying right. to get yeah, at yeah. is that with that 10 minutes, it was 10 minutes sprinkled throughout the entire, you know, movie. Yeah. So there were whole new scenes and that scene might've only lasted 10 seconds, but it was still like uh, experiencing a new movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Now this, this now probably, it's honestly my preferred way of watching it. Yeah. Now this will probably uh, be a good size deleted scene. I don't think it's going to be like a two minute deleted scene. Like you'd see on the, on the, on the Blu-rays right. or on the, the, on disc. But um, yeah, that's definitely what it is. It's like, Hey, last ditch effort. Let's get it out there, but let's give them something. And here's the thing. I've already seen it twice. I don't feel like I need, I don't, I, I don't have the money to see it again in the theater. Right. I'm totally fine. Um, but there's a lot of people who, who will, there's a lot of people who will. I know. And I guess like, that's the part of it that I don't like, because if they would have given us like a legit reason to go see it again, whether that be like the last fight scene goes down a different way, you know, or maybe different people die or something like that. And they, I don't know. Well, I guess different people dying probably wouldn't be a good idea since you have to move forward or whatever, but then you could explain that away with the multiverse. So, um, I don't know. Like I just, I would love an extended cut. I would absolutely love a director's cut. And if they brought that back to the movie theater, plus an end credit scene, plus a tribute to Stan Lee or whatever. I don't know, you know, but since it's only the in credit scene, it legitimately just feels like a way to make money. And I know that movies are for money. I'm not an idiot, but it's just like when you make it so blatantly obvious, like Deadpool, once upon a Deadpool, I'm like, that was so obvious. It's not even funny. And yeah. I had no part of it. Here's the thing with Avengers though. It's definitely one of those. We are definitely a selective bunch. That's for sure. Because I'm in the camp of, I'm fine with them doing it because if there's one movie that deserves to be the, like the, like the biggest box office ever between those two, I would pick Avengers Endgame. Avatar was good. And it's one of those that it's, it was like, it was an iconic thing. It was an iconic movie that came out. Cause it was like, Oh my God, like these, Pocahontas these in space, Pocahontas in space. Yeah. These, these effects. But yeah, if I had to pick the two movie, I'm totally cool with Avengers beating out, uh, avatar. So I'm okay yeah, with the situation. I guess it's like, I want it to win on its own merits rather than some marketing ploy. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can get that. I understand that. I don't know. So, I mean, personally, um, it's going to be on YouTube. So I'm just going to watch it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So one way or another, I'm going to be able to find it on YouTube or find it online or something. I'm going to watch it there. I know that that might be like stealing or something, but yeah, I'm, that's where I'm going to watch it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's what we think. Obviously we want to know what you guys think. Tell us about point blank. What do you guys think about that or Netflix movies in general? Let us know. And also, are you going to go see it? I'm not going to judge you if you are, but are you going to go see it? You know, do you find it worth it? Like Nate said, or are you kind of on my side where it's like, ah, it's just kind of a money grubby way. So let us know. You can go to TX three productions on Twitter, or you can go to our discord, which is in the description or on linked on Twitter as well. So, <laughs> all right, let's keep it going. We still have a lot to talk about, especially, especially, especially especially our headline of the day all the outrage all the outrage so keep tuned for that we're going to be talking plenty about that but speaking of avengers and the mcu it is official the breathtaking keanu reeve is going to be in the MCU. This has been confirmed by Kevin Feige himself. And basically they're talking about what is the right way to bring him in. So reactions. My first thought and a lot of people's thoughts as far as which character that I, I'm pretty sure it's you majority of people would like uh counter Reeves to be moon Knight. Ooh, Oh, damn. Yes. But the only thing is Moon Knight is such a specific character. Mm -hmm. In what way would they introduce him? So that's, of course, what they're trying to figure out. I think it'd be really cool. And I think it honestly, he doesn't have a tie to, to the Celestials, but we know they're working on a Celestials movie. Right. Um, something in that vein in the more cosmic realm. So it's very likely we could see him in some capacity as far as I would love to see what a live action version of Moon Knight in the MCU would look like. Okay. So first off, Moon Knight, absolute perfect, especially if they, you know, take their thumbs out of their ass like Fox did. And they're like, let's do a R rated Marvel MCU movie. If they did an R rated Marvel MCU movie, he would be perfect. Do like a gritty, you know, John Wick style Moon Knight. Yes, yes, freaking please. Um, but I'm gonna throw this one out for you. I'm gonna throw this one out for you because what other kind of like what other kind of role do you think he would be good at? Ooh, I'm gonna have to look up something because yeah. I really I the, when they said that I was like, ooh, that's perfect. Yeah. All right. So Moon Knight, I think like like if we're going tier three, that's definitely Moon Knight. But if we have to like go down the rabbit hole or whatever, um, maybe the MCU version of Daredevil, which you could say, well, isn't that the Netflix series? Yes, they do reference it. But if we were going to have like a official, official MCU of Daredevil or whatever, I could see him. I mean, especially like imagine him in like Matrix Three. He had the blindfold on, and he was still doing like the kung fu or whatever. I don't know. That could be pretty cool. That could be really that cool could to have. Like, be. 
And that's the other thing that we would have to f- have to see or figure out is do they want to play in to the John Wick or do mm. they want to do something completely different so it's not typecasted? True. I mean, I'll give it to you there, but uh, but also I feel like they could play into the typecast with Moon Knight, but also make it a different because um, Moon Knight doesn't have guns. So, I mean, they, they could stick away from guns and instead he has like the moon star, you know, like the throwing stars or whatever. So let me ask you this. Okay. How do you feel about Norman Osborn? Ooh, this, this version of Norm, this, this MCU Norman Osborn. Yes. I could him, see that. Him, yeah. I could see I could him see or that. possibly, um, Ghost Rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider. I mean, if we did want to typecast, we could, yeah, say the Punisher. And obviously he has to do with guns, so that'd be super freaking awesome. I mean, but I do feel like we've had, we've officially had too many, you know. We've officially had, because we had the, um, ah, what's his name? He was the Highlander. Playing who? Fudge Punisher, the very first well, I mean, the very oh, first Punisher yeah. was technically um, Dolph Lundgren. And then we had... It's gonna, it's <gasps> what about Taskmaster? What's Taskmaster? Taskmaster's the... He's a... I know him from being a Spider-Man villain. Oh, really? But he's... Did you get very far? Did you do the challenges in Spider-Man? No. PS4? No. Okay. Taskmaster is, if I can give you a break, um, possesses the ability. He possesses the ability to absorb knowledge and instantly replicate the combat skills of anyone he observes. He has used these skills as a teacher to many supervillains. So, just for frame of reference, because uh, the, the, it's the most recent in um, Spider-Man PS4, you have these challenges. They're the Taskmaster challenges, and oh, you're basically those. okay. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, now. you're completing those, and when you get when you complete a certain amount, you face him. But because he was studying you the entire time you were performing these challenges, when you fight him for the first time, you can't beat him because he uses your moves against you. Yeah. Okay. That could definitely fit. And especially like he could he could go super stoic with it as well. Yes, that one would be really cool. There's a honestly looking at the, looking at this list of characters that I'm just kind of blazing through. He could be a lot. He could be a lot of different characters. I think that'll be the fun part. Is he going to be a villain? Is he going to be a supporting character? Or are they going to just straight up give him his own movie? Because like Moon Knight or whatever, that cannot be like... I mean, unless they bring up Moon Knight in a way where it was like Hulk in Ragnarok, where he still had a big part of it and he like teamed up with Thor, obviously. Um, if they did something similar to that, then I think I, I, he doesn't have to have his own movie. But if he's Moon Knight... He needs to have his own movie. Like we need our own origin. We need, you know, we need our. Yeah, he needs. He needs like a like a Black Panther style movie where you get maybe yeah. not. Well, Moon Knight, you probably would need an origin too. I don't think. I don't think Moon Knight's as known as Black Panther, right? Because whereas with that, they were able to just you know do well, do a backstory I, movie. I feel like you don't necessarily need a um an origin for him so much as that as long as you have like one or two back flashes or back flashbacks, you know what I mean? Like that's all you really need because I feel like you could go 
into him after being into him. You could go into his story after him being, because like, I mean, you got to keep in mind, obviously, that, you know, Keanu Reeves is in his 50s. So we could get essentially kind of like a Ben Affleck, you know, Batman, where this is a guy he's been, he's been doing it for years. He's been trying to do it as secret as possible. So nobody really, you know, and that kind of brings in him being sort of like a ninja or whatever, because he's never really been found. You know what I mean? So it's like that could really work, I think. There is now leading into the, you know, theories of the MCU. There is a lot of theories that going forward, the next big bad could either be Galactus or Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror, I believe more because his whole thing is he literally breaks time. Like that's, that's his thing is he has the ability to travel to and from like anywhere, any point in the universe. And what he does is he focuses on that. So with the actions that they did in Endgame, that leads very well into introducing Kang. Right. Um, and then of course the sense of celestials galactus is a celestial so um you know that's that's another theory those are two giant big bads that are on the level of thanos if not above so there could be a chance that he could be either of them but i feel like for kang you need a more i don't feel like keanu reeves is a character actor i mean he 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 plays his character but he's yeah right you know like i think for someone like kang you need someone maybe not as well known or someone who can just dive into the role and just become the role. So right. I'm putting well, my money on that, but it, I mean, if they do it similarly to how they did the phase one through four or whatever, if they do it similarly, we might not get to see Keanu that much. Yeah. So I'd rather him be a con- character that could hopefully, you know, either be a returning character like Moon Knight or, you know, be a, a substantial character like a really good villain. He could also be the Silver Surfer. I keep looking at images, and I'm uh, like, oh, he could do that. He could do that. He could do that. I know, but like, I don't know. I haven't seen Keanu bald lately. I feel like he he has a look, and you either go with that look, or I don't know. I just I couldn't see him like I've seen him bald, obviously, because Neo he was bald in the real world or whatever. But I don't know. I don't. I don't like see a full CGI character anyway. So. Well, exactly. And I don't want to see Keanu CG. I want to see him in all his breathtaking. <laughs> now, if they Thanos features. him, he still would look breathtaking. I'm just saying. True, 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 true. Yeah, there's there's a lot. We can go down a deep rabbit hole. I already did mm-hmm. and people who he could be. So for sure, for sure. For um, sure. So another one. Let's get good omens canceled. We need it to be canceled, people. Okay. Let's join the outrage media and let's get this thing canceled on Netflix. I don't want it on Netflix. It doesn't need to be on Netflix. And honestly, I don't even know if it's ever been on Netflix. (laughs) So, yeah, guys, (laughs) apparently there has been a petition launched and over 20,000 Christians have signed it to cancel good omens. But the kicker of it all is the petition specifically says to cancel it on Netflix. And it is an Amazon Prime show. If you have it, it stars David. Look, if you look, up, I'm gonna Google it right now. I'm gonna Google it right now. Okay, let's go. Good, come on, good omens. Okay, and what's the first thing that comes up if I Google it? Amazon original. That is quite literally the very first thing that comes up. Yeah. Amazon original. So the people who did this petition didn't even pay enough attention 
to know that it wasn't on Netflix. Instead, what they did is that they heard stuff through the grapevine and decided to outrage about it because reasons. Yeah, so if you guys haven't seen Good Omens or don't know what it's about, it's basically it's based on this uh, story or book um, from, I actually don't know where, when it originally came from, but it, it's basically about an angel and a demon who are trying to stop the apocalypse. From what I've seen of parts of it, it seems like the overarching thing is like the like God and the devil are trying to make this happen. And mm -hmm. these two parts of different groups are trying to stop it so you know it has michael sheen and uh, david Tennant, who everybody loves david Tennant. Right. um it looks really good but the, what's funny about this all and they're the reason why they're signing a petition the reason why they're outraged is because a couple different things the first one being it basically is promoting uh satanic nature like it's it's support of the devil whatever i guess if you shine the light on the devil it's supporting it i don't know but the biggest kicker is that god is voiced by a woman yeah, it literally says that in the petition that God is voiced by a woman. Oh my God! And no, but has no did none of the Christians see dogma where Alanis Morissette was God and it was fantastic. That just proves to you that today's outrage is just so much. Like, I mean, the internet has just become something different because it's like dogma is like the internet might have existed back then, but it just wasn't so. Darn, yeah, dogma would have gotten banned like nowadays, right? Dogma's, I mean, dogma's phenomenal. I don't but know. And, and so the, another, the other thing that people should be, if they would research even just a little bit, is that the whole point of the series is that they're trying to stop the apocalypse. So, yes, he is satanic, David Tennant's character, he's satanic or whatever, but they're not saying it's good. They're straight up saying that the saint that Satan wants the end of the world and this demon doesn't. That's the whole point of the show. So yeah, and it, I mean, it, it, the yeah. thing about most outrage people, and we're going to get into this, let me tell you, we're going to get into this later. But the thing about a outrage people is that they like some of them don't do the simplest things as to research the fact that the quite literal first thing that comes up on on Google, something that anybody can just do on their freaking phone, even if they have an Apple phone, is Google it. And the very first thing that comes up is, is saying that it's an Amazon original. And they couldn't even get that right in the petition. Yeah. But that's what outreach people do. They don't research. They just look at headlines or they just look at, um, you know, a product by itself. They don't do any research. They don't care about research. What, what's research? You know, that's just extra work that's getting in my way of creating this petition. Now, the best thing about this was it was very isolated. So we typically, and we'll see coming up outrage culture in, in other instances recently have been a lot more like out loud and out there. And like, right. because they're that part of the internet, this was one part and the rest of the internet's going, wow, you're stupid. Mm, like, so, dumb. I mean, that's, that's, I guess the good thing there, but, um, good omens. I haven't seen, I haven't seen like full episodes yet. I've seen like parts and scenes. Yeah. Um, it's something I've been wanting to watch. And that's also the, the another thing that's really funny is they're wanting to cancel it. They also didn't research that this was a one-off mini series. This was yes. a six episode mini series. It's, it's not a series. It's, it's not a, a series. Mini series. Yeah. So it's, it, it's just so stupid. It's legitimately so stupid. It hurts my brain. Cells. It hurts my brain cells. 
So, and here's the thing. If you want to get, you know, outraged, like there are things to get outraged about, you know, especially if you're a Democrat, but there are plenty of things to be outraged about. Let's be outraged about legitimate things. Like, I don't know, maybe a guy choking out a bunch of chicks as an example. Not that I want to talk about anything in particular. Yeah, I, I this one I don't want to talk too much about just because like I don't want to shed light to it. Um in 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 the good way, not because I'm trying to like save or, or wave anything. But yeah, what, what Nick is insinuating is there was a recent update with Me? Max Landis. With yeah, with Max Landis, um writer of American Alien. He's also uh did Chronicle as well as Bright. Um, someone who I discovered on the kind of funny podcast first place and was genuinely like enthused and enthused about him completely. Like I loved, I loved his idea of like his creative mind. Like it's something I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was in the news around when bright came out about stuff similar to this, but this time it was a lot more extensive with eight women coming forward saying um, claims of harassment and abuse and just being like saying these really not this there are damning but they're just like wow things like oh wow okay like that's that's not that's not cool so there's no there's not been a statement yet from his his any of his like man like anybody or him himself so i you know it's uh, i don't know what's going to happen with it but it's it's an interesting situation for sure to to see what what happens you know we i don't want to say we're out of the me too movement because we're not but it's been a lot more quiet well i think the thing is, is that the Me Too movement kind of exploded, and unfortunately, there was some people caught in the crossfire. That there's a debate whether or not they should have been caught in the crossfire, and whether or not they should have. Um, but then you have situations like this that come up, and it's like, I'll be honest, this is why the Me Too movement should continue. You know, it needs to be careful and it needs to make sure that outrage isn't for outrage's sake. But then there's things like this. When you hear the stories about the stuff that he got away with, and it's just like, how? Why is Hollywood such a, you know, such a niche group of people that somebody can be this effed up? And still be a successful writer, a successful... It's like, I'm sorry, writing a movie isn't that hard. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I I mean, could I write one as good as... Um, what, what's your movie of the year other than, like, Endgame right now? Oh, what is my movie of the year? Oh, why did you have to ask me that? That's hard. <laughs> That is hard. Hard. Um. I mean, let's just. Oh God, what what's is a, it? What's What's just a really good movie? So let's say movie of the year of the year, two thousand nineteen. So this will hopefully bring us a really good couple of movies to go for. Um, I'm looking us. There we go. There's a really good example where like the intricacies of the writing could i write something as good as that no but i'm pretty sure i could have wrote a better hellboy i could have wrote a better godzilla 
you know, King of the Monsters. And that's without even being like a super huge Godzilla fan who even knows who the heck Mothra is. But I can guarantee you, like, I could write better movies than they than they're writing. You know, I'm I I I would not be able to write us. I would not be able to write certain movies, and I'm totally willing to admit that. However, when you put out, I mean, it's just it's so weird, you know, and it's so weird because it's like these Hollywood people are sometimes the people who are getting outraged about certain things. And then yet these Hollywood people are the ones that are allowing things like this to happen because you know, whether or not you agree with me, that's, that's totally fine. But obviously this was allowed to happen. People knew about this for a while and they are just like, Oh, that's just max. That's max being max. And it just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? You realize yeah. I'm looking right at you, right? I'm aware. Okay. Well, you don't have to wait for that long. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just a really weird situation. And it, and it's also weird that it was brought up before and only now is it really coming to fruition. I think it's because those, those were either discredited or they uh, were like, there's something that was against them. They were like, oh, well, this might just be hearsay. Whereas this yeah. is like eight people. Oh, yeah, it's like, well, what's the number? What's the number? Because Bill Cosby was just such a super awesome guy. And then it hit a certain threshold. And they're like, oh, wait, maybe there's something wrong here. Put it in the pudding bops. <laughs> well, smoke go there. All right. So we want to know your guys' opinion. What do you think about, you know, everything? Our, our breathtaking Keanu Reeves coming to the MCU. Good omens. We should cancel it, right? I mean, obviously, we need to cancel it. And then the maximum creep. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Yep. TX3 Productions on Twitter. You can also look for our Discord in the description down below or on any of the pinned links at the top of our uh, ThreadX3 Productions um, Twitter. So let us know everything you want to talk about. And we have a really good group on Discord. So go there. We're going to finish this off with the big one the big cojones and i think this might be a reoccurring segment that we're gonna call what an outrage man you know i feel like this week is a real good one a real good one a real kicker if you will uh but there's definitely a couple of things that have come out about certain things and it's it's so hard because it's like when you get these clear agenda pushing just like fake outrage like you know when spider-man he was too nice to police officers or when far cry 5 didn't have enough politics they didn't choose a side and they clearly should have chosen a side yeah that makes freaking sense or whatever and then you have 2077 having outrage and i'm just like oh, brain yeah, this one this one was very confusing um, because yeah, this one's rough. This one's this rough. one's rough. Yeah. The 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 biggest thing about this is there's no credit and there's no validity to any of anything that's going on. I mean, in your opinion, maybe great, but like this outrage was pushed by definitely by people who have a who were just doing hit pieces and doing mm -hmm. a legitimate like they had an agenda here cuz right. the thing that doesn't make sense is okay you're saying that like the one of the not one of the main things but 
like a decent thing in this situation is calling the game transphobic. Oh, the game's transphobic. It's so transphobic. Okay. It's the first video game so far that we've seen that makes you, that lets you completely make a non-binary character. Like you're right. not, you're not a man. You're not a woman. If you don't want to be, you can be whatever you want to be. Mm -hmm. First game we've seen in a while that lets you do it to the extent that it's letting you do it here. Right. I mean, like the last one that lets you be a transphobic or, and you could decide if you're a cisgender or whatever was <laughs> South Park, a fractured butthole. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the last one. That was the last representation that the transgender yeah. people community had. Yeah. That was the last one that they had. And here we have one where you get to create this character to go on this, you know, enthralling story about you know we don't know what yet but it's going to be this giant story just like witcher 3 because obviously it's the same people who brought it to us and it's going to be huge and there's going to be you're going to be able to react you know there's going to be dialogue trees and you get to decide who you are and i mean like that's honestly one thing that i kind of like the most about like what other game can you say is going to let you is going to let you play as a transgender character like what other game and yeah. a fractured butthole doesn't really count because it's a know, farce. It's a they farce. Do, it's a farce game. They do bring it up in an interesting way, but it is also a parody. It is also supposed to be funny. You're supposed to, if anything, they were laughing about like outrage towards transgender people. And they were trying to maybe sort of give a voice to that or whatever. But here we have, and this could be a serious voice for transgender because you could straight up spend an hour making it look just like you. And so now, you know, a transgender person has this avatar to live a different life of escape the life that they might have and the prejudice that they might have in the real world. And they get to escape it into this nice virtual world. And the fact that, that like now we have a game that can do that for everyone, not just this straight white male or straight white female or a black guy or a black woman or an Asian guy, or no, you can be whatever. And the fact that now you can be, a transgender woman, a transgender man. Like that is awesome. I'm so glad because like you watch a movie. If you want your movie to have a transgender person in it, you have to select your movie very carefully. Yeah. The but here we have this and you can like, ah, I don't know. I love it. That's kind of, it's kind of awesome. The, yeah. The, the thing here is it seems like all the articles that are sparking this outrage, it seems like these people went in playing this game, probably majority of what they played. Well, we know the majority of the of what they played was good from everybody else, but it looks like they went in looking for specific things. And once they found that one specific thing, that's like, all right, that's it. That's done. This game is, this game is BS. Right. And like the biggest thing with the biggest outrage we've seen comes from rock, paper, shotgun, which it's, I mean, the article is legitimately a hit piece, but their biggest problem they have is they say this game plays into racial stereotypes by having two factions of people of bad guys you're fighting against be African-Americans and being called the animals like that's the group of their name and it's one of those like dude legitimately i'm gonna i'm gonna call you out right now let me see find the find the guy's name matt cox go fuck yourself yeah seriously i mean it's Definitely. it's one of those like and the and the creator of cyberpunk himself like and i enjoyed that he was coming out 
and addressing the stuff and calling people out on it. And it's one of those, I don't think a lot of people knew that he was a black man. I didn't. And uh, yeah, I, Mr. I, Mr. Straight white male. I can totally admit that when I, this company from Poland, I 100% thought that it was just a bunch of white guys. And that, you know, that definitely makes me rethink my biases. I'm 100% honest on that. Yeah. And, and so he was calling, he was calling people out. And then you had people getting on to him, the creator of the game, calling him basically an uncle Tom. Oh, Oh, and oh. it's it's one of those that it's like Pete, these mm. like these people. I'm saying specifically these people. If you find that offensive, I'm sorry, but people who are writing this outrage right now, um, it's one of those that you are looking to find something wrong with this game, yeah, so you can have something stretching. to complain about. Stretch the amount of really yoga bad. that you have to do to stretch that way is ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it's so sad because there are so many. Like I said before the break, there are so many things to get outraged about. There are plenty of things to be outraged about that are legitimate reasons. And I mean, we talked about this a couple of days ago when we first, you know, we need to talk about this. But like, what kind of life does this person have where everything is an outrage? Everything you can find something to get outraged about what kind of life must you be living where either the outrage comes to you easily or you look for reasons and either way that can't be a healthy way of living your life. No, definitely not. Like it, it's, it's really, really not. And that's the thing is I wonder what's going to happen when this game actually comes out and it, right. it gets in the hands of people. If they see they're like, Oh wait, never mind. It, that's probably not going to be the case, but it's one of those that this game seems to be like it's going to going to be one of the way it's being touted and viewed and described like it's going to be one of the best games of all time. Right. And, and so I mean, when the when the guy who's creating the game, so he gets to decide pretty much now every he, now he created the story of it specifically. Right, OK, but he's the game director is what I'm trying to get at. He's I the director. I think he is. He created, Cyber, he created Cyberpunk he, 2020, the original like game, yeah, and that's where I got the story from. Well, hold on. Go look it up because the game director of it is what I'm talking about. And he is he is a black guy. And so when you have the director uh, as a black guy and you have black people in it, and I feel like the person who's directing the flow of the game, he gets to decide what story beats are going to go in, what story beats are going to be out. He gets to decide how a certain person is going to be portrayed. He's going to just, he gets to decide everything because he's the director of the game. And this also kind of goes back to my whole thing about how, um, you know, when people get outraged, like how much research do they really do? Because it's like, did they know that this guy was black? Did they not know? If they did know he was black, why didn't they take that into consideration when talking about this? Because, of course, what they did was they looked at it and they're like, oh, when they did the character selection, they chose a white guy. And so it's like when they had Deacon, Deacon St. John in days gone and then I, I can't remember the other video game that came out right around the same time it's like oh it's just white males or whatever and so like that's the angle they were going for yeah what started all this was that original thing of uh the original thing that i first saw before all this happened was people saying oh look another white male character 
And it's like, okay, you idiot. Did you not listen whenever they said that you could create whatever you wanted to create literally like that, that was the first one. Then it just got worse and worse from there. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous, but that wasn't the only outrage we had. Woohoo. So the next thing we had was modern warfare outrage. So this one's a little bit different. Um, it's, it's more isolated in terms of why it's being out. And it's not really even an outrage. It's more of like the, the basic thing here is uh, when we first got the announcement for modern warfare, uh, we got a lot of people press and uh, YouTubers, influencers who went and saw the game. Right. Then they basically showed the same things at E3 and even more journalists had their hands on with it. And a lot of them would say things like it scared me. And scared me. I knew it, this. It made me. It sh- I was shaking. I was like literally shaking because of my. I don't know. I think I'm gonna need to take some days off. I'm gonna have to find a safe place. Yeah, I know. I knew, I knew when we first talked about this that this was going to be a very polarizing game, um, in terms of. But yes, a lot. A lot of journalists after seeing this, they were like. I don't basically they weren't saying I don't want this to exist, but they were like, I know I don't want any part of this. They were and, they were insinuating. So they might not have outright stated it, but they were insinuating that this shouldn't exist. Yeah, but this is the same. Like uh, I compare this to having um, and going to politics in a way I can I can uh, look one to one with uh, having it's good. This game exists for conversations and to do something different, like same mm-hmm. politically. I don't have just one political side that I follow on social media or I observe. Mm-hmm. I have multiple so I can get differing opinions. So I'm not in an echo chamber. So I don't just follow the people who agree with my opinion and unfollow the people who don't. I don't do right. that. Like there's a lot of people who do that. So it's nice that this game exists and I'm still applauding them for doing a game like this. Right. There are now like, like, yeah, you were, you are right. There were some journalists who were wanting them to censor parts and they they are in some capacity but very minor so like one of the ones um there's in the i think it's the third mission that they showed where you play as a play as a little girl she's she's important to the main story you're playing her like flashback basically oh yeah um and so they're you know they describe it uh what's going on you know she's in this war-torn country and at one point like all the men women and children are being rounded up and executed like there's this there's this like russian group that's coming in and just demolishing this town so they could take over their poppy field basically is is kind of what it is but originally when they first were making it when they first were designing the level at one point there's a scene where she's seeing uh women and children being round up and like about to be executed. And there is a, uh, there's a soldier there that says, bring all the women and children to the main guy. He likes them young or something like that. There was that piece of dialogue when they first were doing it. And they cut that out. I think before they showed influencers, cause they were like, mm, that, that was a little too far. That yeah. was a little too far. So they'll do things like that, but I don't think they're going to main censor a lot of stuff that's in this game, which yeah. I will applaud them for because for them having the ball, like, for an Activision game to come out and isolate and polarize a, a large majority of people and, and um, in the same way of them potentially losing money, like I said, because this game, if it's as bad as people are saying, it'll get banned in countries. And right. People won't be able to buy this game. True. That's ballsy on Activision's part to be able to be like, hey, to believe in Infinity Wards, what they, the story they want to tell that, hey, we're going to lose money on this. Right, right. 
I don't know. It's it's such a weird it's such a weird thing because obviously like I'm I'm putting a position where I actually have to defend active wait. Is this real life? <laughs> like I'm gonna be defending it, it, it it's such a weird situation to be put in where I get to defend Activision. I get to defend Call of Duty. You know, we just had a morning grind where we talked about how egregious they were. But now here I am, I'm turning right around and I'm going to defend them because it's like, why do they not get to talk about, or why do they not get to make the video game that they want to make? And it's like, this is Kim, this is coming from like the same type of people who would like the fact that Ellie is gay in the last of us. Yeah, Last of which us is, is good a very, representation. The Last of Us is a very violent game, you know. But then those same people who liked Last of Us and liked that she was a lesbian, they liked they liked the story of the Last of Us, are now saying, "Oh, well, Last of Us Two is going too far." And it's like, I don't know. I feel like this is exactly the same place that the Last of Us One was. It's just now we're telling a different story. Like it's. Uh, it just it doesn't make sense just because you don't show violence or something doesn't mean that like it doesn't exist doesn't mean that it goes away and creating yeah, situations like to be there doesn't mean it shouldn't exist right and i mean like like violence like this exists in the world and it's like you can have tv shows with this and you can have other stuff but just because this happens to be interactive you know if you want video games to be looked at as art you need to look at it at the same way you would look at a tv series or a movie you can't pick and choose oh well since it's interactive that means we can't have this in but it's like it's still going to bring up this the conversations like you were talking about it's still going to and it's like it's the outrage of 2077 and the outrage of modern warfare it's just it's people looking for things to talk about it's people creating thumbnails you know and once again i'll say it again it's like they don't do their research or they just they don't they're getting mad about things they really shouldn't get mad about there are plenty of things to get outraged for like randy pitchford randy pitchford is officially now making more news than the game he's working on which is not what you want um to a certain extent I, to a certain extent i'm getting to the point where i'm questioning whether or not i want to buy borderlands 3 and i hate that i genuinely hate that red dead redemption i was like ah eh, yeah i'm good you know and i felt good about that but it's like borderlands 3 I'm legitimately thinking to myself, do I want to buy this? Because do I want to support somebody like Randy Pitchford? So if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically um, it's been brought up a couple of times. Now it feels like that he basically siphoned $12 million away from Gearbox, away from the people who deserve it. And he put it into his own bank account. And so now we have actual court documents that are pretty much collaborating that. And the thing that sucks the most about it is that essentially what the court documents are saying is that it's not illegal. What he did was completely legal, but kind of shady. 
Yeah, you're gonna have to the the update for the Randy Pitchford thing. I don't know. I'm not fully aware of. So you, yeah. so this one you're gonna have to go into a little bit more detail on me about what. So well, I know I know that update as far as what they actually said about it. But I, it's for me personally, like I, I'm Borderlands Three is not gonna be a day one for me just because I'm not a big Borderlands guy. Like I think they're yeah. fun and it looks cool to try, but so far that didn't make me not want to play the game that specifically yeah. didn't just because it's important, but it's one of those things I don't care. And that sounds careless to say, right? but this like, <sighs> what about the way I feel like there's treated... more outrages than that? No, right. You, you know what, what, what about the way he treated game informer when they straight up pointed out the fact that, Hey, there are microtransactions in the game. I mean, to me, Borderlands microtransactions never have been egregious. Well, yeah, but he got pissed off at people saying that there isn't microtransactions and you're dra dragging us through the mud or whatever. But it's like, Randy, Randy, honey, honey, listen, 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 listen. You know, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going for. Thank you. Um, but Randy, you have, you have um, things in the game that you can buy at a small price it is technically a microtransaction and game informer that's all they were really trying to do is trying to point out that hey yeah there are technically microtransactions are they loot boxes no but they are microtransactions by definition yeah that yeah that one i i, I can't agree with but again i feel like there are more other pressing outrages which we will get to momentarily yeah that would well and me i mean the 12 million dollars 12 million dollars siphoning that off and putting it into your own like magic something i can't remember the title of it but it was like he put it into his own like magic company basically and that really like it'd be one thing if it was a bonus but for to take that money from gearbox which they could have used to make borderlands three you know but to take that money and to put it into his own company and then for it to be fuck freaking legal you know what i mean it's completely legal it's just like how um like activision has a room in some basement in warshaw and that's how they get away with not paying taxes and instead they get pay or they get taxes back at the end of the year yeah, it's it's shady, but somehow not illegal. And so now we have Randy Pitchford, the face of Gearbox. He's supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be, you know, the guy you can look up to the guy, you, you know, he's the role model of the company and he's taking money from the people who deserve it. And so that's kind of the thing I'm going back to. Because it's like when I hear about 60, 70 hour work weeks, when I hear about 100 hour work weeks for Rockstar, it makes me not want to play those games because I want to play a game where I can know. And, you know, I, you know, it's definitely one thing that you have to bring up, you know, when you, when you talk about Naughty Dog, when you talk about CD Projekt Red, and it's like these companies like obviously care about their employees. And I feel like I can trust companies like that to treat their employees with respect and to not crunch them for months and months and months at a time. Is there going to be crunch? I don't know. I would think so, but I feel like it would be at the release, not during the entire making of the game, you know, whereas these, these guys, like you're taking money from 
your company. You could use that for stuff. You could use that for re research and development. You could use... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. When when I hear about, you know, when when I hear about Randy taking $12 million from their company, I don't know. I, I would say that that was definitely a surprise. Oh, oh, like a surprise mechanic. Yeah, some kind of surprise mechanic. Some, prize, some kind of surprise mechanic. Oh, my God. <laughs> mark it, Mark, real quick. Um, this, we may have to cut a little bit shorter just because my wife just told me she's not feeling good. So okay. uh, I think, what, maybe like 10 minutes? I don't I think know. It works. We're at, we're at uh, let's see, we're at about 20 right now. Oh, well, then, yeah. That's all we need is 10 more okay. minutes. Yeah, yeah, good point. So I'll, all right, mark it again. Yeah, so if this was a normal like podcast released episode, this would definitely be titled EA Became a Supervillain. This what do you mean? What do you mean became? No, no, they've been a villain. They became a supervillain at this point. Oh, okay. It it when I first heard this is going this when I first heard this today, my first thought was I'm not gonna buy an EA game again. I'm not going to. I'm not going to support it. And then the realistic part of me was like, well, we do have an Apex podcast, and I do enjoy Apex. Also, there's a new Star Wars game coming out. I enjoy Star Wars. So I had to kind of isolate that down. But if you don't know what we're talking about, and you should at this point, EA and a bunch of other representatives from different game companies met um, to discuss this whole issue of Gam my loot boxes and things like that with right. um uh, the U the do 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 in front of the UK Parliament today or sorry it was from Wednesday actually forgive me um and basically the uh the guys and the the some of the members of Parliament were talking and they asked how they felt did they feel like their practices their loot box practices were unethical the uh, legal representative from EA immediately said well we don't call them loot loot boxes we call them surprise mechanics <laughs> she then goes on to relate them to things like uh she calls them that because she relates them to like surprise toys like um kinder eggs and hatchimals and lol surprise and things like that and she starts to make this argument for them about their their fun but this does multiple things. The first one being it totally shows a disconnect with these publishers and the actual gamers. Mm -hmm. No, these are not fun for us. And yeah, here's why, not. here's why that, that toy analogy doesn't work because with Kinder eggs and Hatchimals and like Nick said on our pre-show, Pokemon cards is another thing. Mm -hmm. You get something physical with that purchase. Let's when get you're physical. <laughs> When you're getting a loot box, you're literally paying for ones and zeros. You are paying yep. for lines of code that you don't actually own. The biggest thing here, not EA, but Call of Duty. Ooh. You know, games like games like Battlefield. I'm not going to say that it still makes it right, but Battlefield games tend to have a longevity to them. Like if you mm -hmm. buy a loot box in like Battlefield Five or Battlefield you know what 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 have you whichever one you're gonna be playing that game for a while so it's one of those that 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 could be more like i'm putting i'm putting money into the time that i'm spending but also of course you're buying a 60 dollars game in most of these examples right but with call of duty you have a new one every single year 
so right now with black ops 4 because and now granted it's not on them that it's on them because they're buying it it's not on them that they it's not their fault that they have to do this to them they have anyway they're spending thousands of dollars to get these crates to get the chance of getting these guns which are i'm not we're not gonna talk about that because that statistic is so dis so depressing yeah on what you'd actually get um but they're spending thousands of dollars to get these guns for a game that they're not going to play once modern warfare comes out true yeah. And I'm not even and even if Modern Warfare is bad, no one's going back to Black Ops 4. Yeah. Like they're I not. Like they're not. That, yeah. Like I'm like we talked about on our morning grind. I've been playing Infinite Warfare instead of Black Ops 4 because I don't feel incentivized to. Right. So yeah, even if Modern Warfare is bad, which I'm hoping it's not going to be, no one's going back to Black Ops 4. So you spending all this money for this stuff that for a game that you're not going to play in a year is stupid, is economically and financially stupid. It's so incredibly yeah. stupid, but her and I mean, obviously it's put in there as a way to do stuff like that. And I mean, you brought up a really good point that like, I honestly didn't even think about, but you're putting it up for codes and ones and zeros that you don't own. And you saying that brings up a really good point because the game itself, you don't even technically own because if they decide to shut off the servers, all that money you put into it, all those surprise mechanics that you paid hard earned money, you don't own anymore. But once again, going back to the analogy of the Hatchimals and Pokemon cards and everything, you own those. You can put it on a shelf. You can have a collection of them. It's a physical item that you can be. And you own that. You 100% own that. Pokemon company can't come to your house and say, well, we've decided not to produce Pokemon cards anymore, so we need those back. They can't do that because it's your item. You brought up a really good, like, I am like legit, like, oh my God, I have never thought about that. But yeah, yeah. you get this you get this skin in Overwatch. You get this skin on Apex Legends. You get you get a, a weapon in Black Ops or even Battlefield or whatever. You don't actually technically own that. You are owning the right to use that. Wow. Yeah. Good freaking point, Nate. Yeah. It's now. Here's the thing. <clears throat> EA is the bad guys here because they're the ones who actually said this. But they don't share the blame. I mean, they share the blame because you know that these other publishers who are doing these these kinds of actions think in a similar mindset of this is how they're going to make excuses for why they should belong in their games. Mm -hmm. But this statement that was that was this situation that happened yesterday proves to me that the only like Nick, I'm I'm going to put it very briefly. Nick is more hopeful in the sense of like he's hoping with he's hoping that more people. Um, or he's trusting it feels like more people are are should not buy the game to show them like to vote with your wallet which i do agree with but i know people are weak i know they're weak and so i feel like if this is the mindset that these companies have and there's nothing that because obviously all of the vocal people we're talking about this we're saying hey stop doing this but they obviously aren't listening so the only way that i think anything's going to be corrected by this is some sort of legislation yeah which is sad because, yeah, I mean, it is as simple as don't buy the freaking game. Don't buy the freaking microtransactions. The fact that people buy them, the fact that there are the fact that there's a literal one percent of the player base that spends so much money on it is problematic because only one percent of a million need to pay a certain amount. And the thing is, once again, it is ones and zeros. So how much effort did they really put into that gun? Not that much. In fact, it's probably just 
a gun that they had, like the ballistic knife from Black Ops. They've had a ballistic knife. So they already have the code. They copied and pasted it into the new game and then charged you money for it. What the hell? Now, I in, mean, in their slight defense on that one, that ballistic knife is way more cool and technical than the other one. Right. Like, like there's the, a lot more the stuff. The ones and zeros of how the mechanics work in it are just right. copied and pasted. Right. So the way you move with them, the way you shoot it, like stuff like that are pretty much the same, but then the skin is different. Yeah. You know, so they could still use the outline of it. Like a, a good example is let's say they put in a dance move. Well, they could put that same dance move into every Call of Duty from here until, you know, they stop making Call of Duties because they have the, you know, when you see like the dots in the lines of the people making the things, they have the data of how it would look, you know, on a skeleton, for instance, they have the data of what it would look like as a dance move. And so now they can just put that dance move into everything they ever own, you know? And so just because it's like, oh, well, now it's in destiny. Well, that doesn't mean anything. They yeah. didn't have any effort. They just copied and pasted. So, yeah, the ballistic knife is a good example because it's like it's something they've had in in Call of Duties in the past. So now that they just copied and paste the mechanics of it, the feel of it. But, oh, hey, now it has a different skin to it. Uh, yeah, man, it's this, just, whole, this whole situation is so sad. And it's so freaking annoying. That it's the same people who, when you know Star Wars got announced, they're like, "Oh, and guess what? No loot boxes." It's like you do not get to play that card. No, you really out don't. of all the people, you do not get to play that card. Naughty no. Duck gets to play that card. Um, I Insomniac. Keep going, Insomniac gets to play that card. Insomniac gets to play that card. Literally anybody else than Activision EA, a brand new company, could just fart themselves out of my asshole and they could create a game and they get to say no loot boxes. But a company who is the reason there is legislation the, and hearings in the first place are not the people who get to say, hey, guess what? This new Star Wars, no, as if it's a selling point, as if a single player without loot boxes is something that we should praise them for. Like, fuck you, EA. Fuck you so goddamn hard. And if you guys agree with us, that's great. If you don't agree with us, we still want to talk to you guys. What are you thinking about EA? What are you thinking about this whole situation? Please let us know. You can go to TX3 Productions on Twitter. Look for our um, Discord link there. Look for a Discord link in the description down below. Go to our Discord. We have tons of really cool guys there, and we all just like having good chat. So I was your host for the Nightly Nerdy News, Nick. And, and I was your host, Nate. Nate. <laughs> one time i tried to actually like set you up for it um but thank you guys so much for joining us today and this was the last the last nerdy so now tell us what you think about it make sure to join us on wednesday at 4 30 central time for our live ask me anything it's going to be me and nate we're going to talk about what is the future of nerd radio thank you guys so much have a good night <laughs>